It's a lot nicer today than it was yesterday. Somehow this weekend was supposed to be nice and sunny and sunny and shiny and it was time to get out to see the leaves and guess what happened yesterday? Well, that little clouds just kind of stayed and those little sprinkles kept coming all day, but we made the best of it. So how the heck are you there, Michael? I'm doing well. How about yourself? We can't complain, can't yeah. complain. The Vikings there won. There we go, yes. In London. Yes. I couldn't believe it was me. Typical Viking fashion. You know, that last four minutes of every game just sends you over the top, you know? Oh, my Had a little luck, though, at the end, though. I, I have no idea how that oh. ball bounced off the one upright, hit the center crossbar, and still somehow didn't go in. I, and that's, yeah, what they, he called it a double something. Double, double doink, maybe? Or, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. And anyway, so yeah, I was so <laughs> happy. Um, Grandpa Mike, who's gone now, um, but anyway... Watching him watch a football game. You didn't even want to watch the game. You just wanted to watch him. <laughs> That's awesome. That game today, he would have been over the edge. I'd have to call him a couple times and go, okay, are you still breathing? Did he have a heart attack yet? <laughs> because he just got so wah, sure. especially when it came down to and we And now, this is the first year we have actually come out of uh, halftime and didn't screw it all up. <laughs> but all the last couple of years, it's like, no, don't let him go in the locker room. <laughs> Keep him on the field. Because <laughs> as soon as they go in that locker room at halftime, they come out and whatever they had kind of what exactly. stayed in the locker room. So yeah, anyway, so it, that was, it was a, a good game. It was a hard pounder all the way. And I listened to it on the way. I'm obviously watching it at home. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, so hopefully uh, we got lots to talk about today. There's always something to talk about. Now, Friday, what is it, Thursday or Friday? The high is supposed to be 40. Yeah, it's going to change here in a uh, like, hurry. Well, yeah, believe well, this is Minnesota. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, and then I didn't realize, you know, you forget that some of the people that have uh, Florida places, because they live in Minnesota, you forget they also have another place down in Florida. Sure. And we have three neighbors that are around us that have Florida oh, places, yeah. and they have gotten... You know, uh, um, uh, the Scotty, he went down, he left yesterday morning, and he. I just saw a thing. He drove 24 hours, almost 1,700 miles, and he's almost there, he says, and you can tell because the gas lines are unbelievable. Mm. And so it's just kind of, but he still hasn't got to his place yet, so he's not sure what's left. Another gal, she retired from the Hugo Fire Department, uh, Jody, and uh, she, uh, she went around her place down in Florida. And um, a lot of them, I guess, they have those dome glass things over the pools, okay. I guess. And she had uh, that was all gone. You know, her their boat was not sitting on the water. It was like pointing to the air. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, it was just, and then the aerial views where they've been showing a lot of, you know, before and mm-hmm. after. And I'm just like, holy Martha. You know, personally, I didn't know Florida was that crowded. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was bum, 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 bum. You could almost put a board across from window to window to have tea. Mm-hmm. But anyway, oh, the devastation. So my hat goes off. Or, uh, my hat, I'm, I'm just deeply sorry for all the, the just the devastation. It's just unbelievable. So anyway, so hopefully, I think they're up to what, a total of, even with Car- Carolina, a total of 76 or yeah, 78 dead. Yeah, Something like that, yeah. Because I guess the storm shifted a little. It went, what, further south? I believe, yeah. Uh, you know, as it came across Florida, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So it's just someone... Well, once it keep... went through, I think they thought it was going to go more straight, and it kind of went to the right yeah, and, and south of it, yeah. Up, yeah. So. You know, I don't know about you, but I think I'd rather live right here in Minnesota yeah. and put up with the wood ticks, not alligators. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yes, we have to deal with tornadoes. I get it. Uh, but because tor- Hugo went through a tornado in 08, mm-hmm. and it only went a uh, half mile behind us. 
And anyway, so the thing is, is that's horrifying too. But how everything is just so wiped out, like what we learned with Katrina and all these. And I just don't know why people build so close to a big ocean. <laughs> also, our snakes are a lot smaller. Oh, they are. Nice. <laughs> got some big point, ones down there. Point well taken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I know. Give me Minnesota any day yeah. of the week. You know, I don't want to have to worry about type. But like I said, you know, tornadoes are also very scary. Yeah, so. for sure. It's crazy. So hopefully you guys got some jokes. Or, I mean, not some jokes. <laughs> I just looked down and saw my joke book. It's all jokes. <laughs> I have made some questions for me today. I'm going to talk some about, about what, how does a dog see it? Okay. You know, a lot of people put human impressed it, that they, the way they would do in that situation, how they would hold a situation, they imprinted that that's the way the dog would see it or, or whatever. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, and hopefully every week we're going to do, how does a dog see it? And hopefully you'll get a new perspective how the dog thinks a little bit. But do you know dogs are the only species on earth that attain human status? Because they sleep with us, they eat with us, they share our emotions, they go for car rides, sure. they show, they share our whole life, okay? And so the thing is, is that's why we're so devastated when we lose them. You know, they just darn near become human, and then it's time for them to move on, and then, but anyway. And so the thing is, is that a lot of times humans cause <laughs> the problem that's happening, <laughs> and and they don't realize it. And so that's why I want to bring more light, more light to that, so... I haven't seen you for a while, so how's everything been going? It's been going great. It's Good. been a busy, busy, busy couple of weeks, but it's been a lot of fun. Just got done with Project Down and Dirty around yes. here, and that went awesome. So did you, did you go to it? Did I you did. see it? Yep, yep. Went okay, to how how oh, was it? Just remarkable. The fact that they were able to produce those that quality of movies and have that much fun with it in a matter of just four days or five days, depending wow. on who you ask, it was it was uh, really, really, really good. So oh. they all were fantastic, and you can still help support the causes and get uh, your own ability to watch it because they do have digital copy copies available. So if you just go to uh, my talks uh, website and uh, click on uh, Project Down and Dirty Still or look at the donate tab, they've got options there to still donate or also to uh, click on a way to get a digital copy and watch those uh, videos starting tomorrow your, oh, okay. at your own home. So, so are these digital, digital copies for sale? Yeah, it's basically ten bucks, and you get access to them at that point. Oh, so I see. We'll okay. see. We'll see what we said to do or what they decided well, to do smart. after that. But that's the, smart. Though. And nice. the, the one amazing thing is, after this was all said and done, again, they're still raising money because of everything happening. But right. they raised over a hundred thousand dollars on this project down and dirty alone. When you combine that with the other eleven, I believe, project mm-hmm. down and dirties, they over jumped over the million, million dollar raised mark. Nice, unreal. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, this station is, I guess, unlike all, uh, a lot of others, were very family. Me, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not okay. Every man for himself. Yeah. <laughs> we all work together nicely. So I know I was. You know what I wanted to do, and I was going to put it out there is that I was thinking when they were thinking about putting this, you know, filming these things, that I just wanted to do a cameo where I'd walk through as they're filming sure. and just kind of wave and just keep right on walking. <laughs> and so yeah, I was thinking. I wonder if they'd be up for that. And it's like <laughs> ah, they probably aren't. So I bothered to say anything. So anyway, but yeah, I can't wait to see it because yeah, um, uh, yeah because they all I, their own <laughs> own theme to yeah. it. They all had their own yep. little style to it, but everyone was awesome in its own way. Oh, no, that's, I, that's, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. it is so cool. And on how the station just, like I say, it's just, it's uh, so, just they're, they're, you know, they're in tune with what's going on in the Twin Cities and, and all over. You know, we've had, we send diapers to, yeah. every, it seems like every, devastation we have gotten involved in somewhat you know i shouldn't say we the station in all you know the thing but anyway so my little show sometimes doesn't work like that (laughs) but anyway so oh okay so now you have to lay back a little bit now that everybody's kind of back into sync of things you don't have to 
be running around 90? Oh, I'm not not quite as much. I don't think that the I'm sure the hosts are letting out a big sigh oh, of relief because they were I know some of them were filming until midnight each night oh, and wow. and uh, for a few nights there and then the per, everyone behind the scenes at Twin Cities uh, Film Fest, everyone that was working on these movies, I know they were well into the uh into the overnight hours oh. and 3 a.m., 4 a.m., yeah. 5 a.m., trying to get them all produced and ready to go. So And to edit all that stuff. Yeah, that's and that. the, yeah. Yeah. What was the total? Was it eight minutes for each one? Or? Eight to ten is where okay. they said. Okay. Some of them looked like they or seemed like they went a little bit longer. That's the thing. You think eight it, minutes, four eight-minute movies, it's like going to go by really quick. Oh, I walked in there, and again, the other thing is a huge thank you to the My Talkers that went ahead and bought those tickets and helped support these great causes. You walk in, and it's an entire theater at the Showplace Icon Theater filled with My Talkers and wow. filled with people. They were so into it and it was such a such a blast so oh. three different showings with uh, jam pack theaters it was it was yeah. really cool that is cool how how much how many people could the theater hold i don't know exactly on what the seating was for each one but it looked it was a large you know movie wow. theater size people and they did three screenings. they did three different screenings of wow. it yeah that is way cool yeah that is way cool mm-hmm. oh well yeah you know it's uh i know what the things they come up with yeah <laughs> it's so funny I think the hated one, all of is the common thread is the one at Mall of America. They hated that one. That was the one that just wanted to. And I know I think Jason's hate hated one was when when they went to um, the uh, barracks, uh, the. Uh, National Guard or whatever. Yeah, the boot camp. Yeah, yeah, the boot camp. I think that was one of Jason's hated ones, too. It it was a lot of fun. They did a reunion show on, uh, and you can go back to any of the uh, shows during the week and and check out their uh, podcast, and you'll see a a couple of hours there of a reunion show they did on Friday. But it was fun because each show got to talk about what they, which ones they loved the best, the reasons they loved the best, which ones they hated the most, and why they hated it the most. And it was just really fun to get all the shows together talking about it. So you can definitely listen back to that over at uh, at the podcast. And you're learning about uh, all of us here. (laughs) Have you made the move? You lived in Rochester, right? Yes. Did you make the move back up here yet? Literally got the keys two days ago. So walked in today for the very first time, dropped some things off this morning before I came in here. And uh, so next weekend is going to be the the, the The big big move. move. Yes. The big move which involves trucks. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Okay. We're going to let you, let's see. We're going to, oh, we would, let's do, I got to hit another beat. Remember, I wasn't here last week. (laughs) I went to have a nice Vikings game to last Ooh, that's yeah, awesome. It was really fun. Okay, being that the Vikings today, how many different sports are there? 45, 150, 1850, or 8,000? We'll be back. <laughs> I never got into that series. I don't know why. Hmm. It's not a rom-com. Sure. So, Okay, how many different sports are there? 45, 150, 18, 1,850, or 8,000? I got to say 8,000. Ding, ding, ding. It may sound impossible, but there are more than 8,000 different sports, according to the World Sports Encyclopedia. Most of us haven't even heard of them, and we only focus on the most popular ones. Football, volleyball, basketball, Mm -hmm. tennis, etc. So 8,000 different sports. Unreal. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Give me a call. Let me know how I can help you in any Well, not in any way. <laughs> no husband, wife, or kid questions, okay? <laughs> That's got to focus on the pets. <laughs> Dog, cat, all right? So 651-641-1071. Everybody's probably dancing around their deck and such like with celebrating the win of the bikes. They don't have time to listen. So hopefully you will. Okay, now, uh, right now is a major shedding uh, time for both dogs and cats um, uh, because they're blowing their winter summer coat, gearing up for the winter coat. Even though your pet is inside, you know, and they, um, you don't think of them getting a winter coat.
out. The, the coat dances up. All right. The longer the days, the shorter the coat. The shorter the days, the longer the coat and the more dense the coat. As in, you know, shorter days mean, you know, winters here, we don't have as much sunlight. Summer, we have more sunlight. So what now is they're blowing their coats. And so what you've got to do is you want to hurry up and get that shedding done because all shedding is dead, dry hair. And if you don't want your pets uh, shedding like 24, you know, year round, because there's two major blows and that's one in the spring and one in the fall. And so you can help it get out of there faster by... Uh, give it bumping up their fish oil. So, you know, you can use fish oil, you can use uh, krill oil, sardine oil. You know, there's a lot of oils out there that, you know, that would be good. But, say, you know, you want to rotate your oils also, all right? And so, uh, usually the most is like for a small dog, it's like 500 milligrams, you know, a day uh, to 800 milligrams a day. And then a, a medium dog, like 1,000 to 50 to 1,200. And then a, a large dog would be like 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams a day, you know, to help their coat and you're going to start out slow okay just don't dump all this oil on their food and they've never had it before and if you take fish oil you can give me your fish oil too and uh but because it fish oil has no boundaries <laughs> so but you want to start bumping up that fish oil right now to hurry up to get that and then get the right brushes for the coat and then another thing is just as they're about getting ready they're just at the last leg of blowing their coat the best thing you could do is go and have them groomed have a groomer just give them a bath and blow the rest of the coat out or they have, I think it's Pet Evolution, has like a self-dog wash. You can call around and see if they have self-dog washes that you can bring them in. And they usually supply the shampoo and stuff like that. I'd bring my own. I love Espanol is shampoos. Those are awesome. But anyway, so just call around and see who's got a, uh, you know, where you can bring them in and do it yourself. And then all the mess, folks is left behind and you have a nice fluffy shiny dog as you leave because when 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 you're calling when they get them dry what you would call the blowing the coat out is like if you take a vacuum cleaner that sucks what you do is reverse it so it blows so it's not hot air per se it's just you know everyday air <laughs> and what you do is then now you blow the coat out or all that hair that's loose just goes flying so you should never use a hair dryer on a dog that you don't know what you're doing because there's a certain temperature because you don't want to wreck the coat by drying it like that i I just towel dry my dogs and then because they don't have a thick thick coat like a newfie would be whatever so but so that's why i start bumping up that fish oil now and then remember when the furnace goes on to when the furnace goes off you want to give them uh, uh, fish oil at least five days a week, right? Because you, our skin gets dry and so does theirs, all right? But if they itch, it's not because they got fleas. It's because they got a dry coat. All right, uh, Michael, what do we got? We got Ginny. She's got a question about a couple of her cats and how they are interacting. So, all Ginny? right, okay. Hey, Ginny, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. And I think I think Heidi and Dieter are doing good, I think. Oh, how's I, how, what's happening? They're getting better, along better now? Um, Deidre will now go into the room downstairs and not chase Heidi. Yay! Um, but Heidi hides, hides under the bed. Okay. Um, and as we've talked about, um, you said I should get her, get Heidi out into the other, um, into more of the house. Right. And Heidi won't do that either. Okay. As far as she won't come out on her own, you mean? Right. Well, well, she won't even if I'm if I have her in my arms. Um, she'll tolerate it for like twenty seconds, and then that's it. Okay. 
And she's just not comfortable enough yet. You know, she's just, she's got to investigate and get and warm up to her surroundings. That's all you can do. As bad, bad as you want it to hurry, at least the cats are not going after each other, daughter. You know what I mean? So we got a little bit of harmony there. <laughs> and so, right. like I said, it just, it's baby steps and it just has to do with the personality of each cat. You know, how fast they're going to warm up to a new situation, a new buddy and such like that. You know, the main thing, as long as they will tolerate each other and not want to seek and destroy each other, that's a huge win, a huge win. All right. So, so I can leave the door open. It's up to yourself. I wouldn't if they're, you know, I want to be a little bit more patient. Like if you're not going to be around, you're going to work or leaving, I would make sure I'd separate them. Okay. Because okay, but you if don't, I am home, then I can open the door down. You can try it. So yeah. Well, just, just see how it goes. Just see how it goes. Yeah. Because you don't want something bad happening, especially when you're not there. All right. Okay. So the thing is, because we don't want to have a setback. Okay. <laughs> so right. just kind of play it. But if you then, you know, it's just like how when we wake up some days, you know, humans, some days you're like, ah, I'm going to kick some serious butt today. And then you wake up. Yeah, I think I'm going to in bed all day. <laughs> you know, cats and dogs, uh, every animal, you know, they have their days. So if it, seem, if it seems like one cat's a little bit more on the nervous side that day, then don't let them out. Just let them, let, let them just kind of chill out and hang out in their own spots okay but because you just got to learn to to gauge it right okay so it's um the fact that she's under the door is possibly okay the fact that she's under what the bed i'm at the bed sorry oh, okay yeah. i just said door i'm like huh yeah, yeah. okay i hear something uh well, yeah yeah because well, she's just doing what it takes for her to feel comfortable if she's okay. hiding okay and so yeah. that's why and like i say hopefully as she gets more confidence in everything then she will want to participate more all right but okay. like i said don't go too fast we don't want to go backwards right if you have a feeling that you know the cats are a little bit on edge that day don't you know that's a day to keep the door closed okay <laughs> okay all right, thank you. Good, good to talk to you. Good luck. Bye-bye. All right, yep, cats getting along. Trying to blend cats is really tough. A lot tougher than dogs because, remember, cats are independent. They live, like, in a colony where they exist with each other, but very few cats, you know, let's say are brought up with other cats uh, where they learn to tolerate and share their space. But if you've had a cat that's been a kitten and been a loner all its life and then you bring another cat in, sure. Yeah, you might have a little bit of problem here. It's like, hey, hey, you are in my territory. Get out of here. That's why, um, like Minneapolis, St. Paul, they've um, Minsnap, uh, they've got, gone in and fixed colony of cats because what will happen is that by natural selections, that colony will, you know, some will die. Okay, mm -hmm. but that colony will not allow a new cat to come into its colony. So then it creates other colonies. Gotcha. And so that's why, you know, cats are pretty territorial and very independent. And so, and cats can go feral pretty doggone fast. You know, if they're like, some cat, I had one person that they, they left for a week and they had a person coming in once a day, checking the water, checking the, they, and when they got their cat, uh, when they got home after a week, they were surprised at how aloof the cat was. Mm -hmm. And it took a while for it to warm back up again. So... It is what it is. Okay, where are we sitting? Just about to go to break. Well, how about that? Perfect timing. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Let me change, flip my page. Okay, what was the first organized sport in history? Football, wrestling, basketball, and tennis. We'll be back. All right, what was the first organized sport in history? Football, wrestling, basketball, tennis. I'm going to say wrestling. Yes. Ding, nice. ding, ding, ding. Look at you. The first organized sport, as we know it, Today was wrestling, was started in ancient Greece around this, wow, seven, se, 770 BC. Wow. 
two people were wrestling, would wrestle, and the winner would be the one that forced the opponent to touch the ground with his back, hip, or shoulders. Right. Look at way back then, people wanted to smash people into the <laughs> ground. Who would have thought that? Huh? End of time, yes. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. We got open line 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. Who's up to bat? We're going to head to uh, Yesenia. She's got a question about a 13 year old uh, Chihuahua. A Chihuahua. Hi there. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? So I have a 13 year old uh, Chihuahua teacup and. Um, She's pretty much always, like, whining. Like, right now she's on my shoulder, and she's kind of, like, whining a little bit. And um, I just don't know what she wants. I know she likes to stare out the window. Um, I know she also has trouble with, like, peeing. I take her outside, and she pees, and she, you know, uses the restroom. But when we come back inside, not, like, we'll wait a few minutes, and then she'll just pee in the carpet or just you know, use the restroom somewhere that she's not supposed to. And I do have a kennel for her to go in there if she wants to and and use the restroom. But I just don't know what's going on. And, like, right now she's whining. And I know she used the restroom already. She she got some food before we left the cities. Okay. And I, I'm just so concerned because I don't know what to do. Okay, number one. Um, now, have you had her since a puppy? Yes. Okay. Now, has her M.O. always been to be whiny and kind of antsy in the pantsy? Yes. Okay. And then now, as far as concerned about peeing, now, because she's so small, how many pounds is she? She's two and a half. Two and a half pounds? Okay. Um, that's a tiny dog. <laughs> my Ethel was 3.2 pounds, and I thought she was tiny. <laughs> but anyway, yes. um, okay. And so the thing is, what you got to remember, now, would you consider her overweight? I know that sounds ridiculous when you're talking to about, but I mean, still, at that, even a half ounce is overweight for that small a dog. So do you consider her right. overweight? Um, I, I wouldn't because I do take her to the Banfield uh, clinic and um, she gets her checkups and I've been told she's pretty healthy. Good. Um, except for she has just recently um, an enlarged heart. Okay, okay, okay. And so now, yeah, because those, those are tiny, so when they're that tiny, they do have a tendency to have uh, some difficulties. But, okay, usually when a dog, because she, she's always kind of been whiny, usually what whiny, just kind of like a whiny kid, two-legged kid, they learn if I whine, I get your attention, okay? And so they're not really after anything, they're just after your attention. And so if she's always done this, not something that's brand new where you can suspect maybe a, a pro- health problem, Okay, but yeah. see, usually what people have a tendency to do when you see the dog whine or let's say you're sitting on the couch and the dog comes up and looks you in the face. You just go, what? What? Okay, so they learn by bouncing on you or jumping on you or whining at you or barking at you. It gets your attention because almost everybody yeah. answers it like, okay, do you have to go potty? Do you want a treat? And then, you know, they go through the list. Well, then the dog right. learns over time, wow, this works really good for an attention getter. So it seems like they're always after your attention. They're needy, right? And so even right. though this pumpkin is really small, my Ethel was small, but she could do everything the big dogs did. You know, she went through my agility yeah. course, you know, walking through, you know, the tunnels 
do the stuff that she could do with such a little you know body. But the thing is, is that input into the head makes confidence and looking to you for direction and fun things to do. But what, like, what if anybody else would have got my Ethel and or anybody else have your dog? Uh, I would call them the, the dogs warts. Because most people just carry him around. The dog doesn't do anything. He's just along for life's ride, right? He never really uses yeah. his feet much. And that's very boring to be carried around and talked to and blah, blah. You know, that's constant touching and constant, you know, uh, talking. And so and that's what this dog needs, but at 13. So I, I don't think he's after anything other than your attention. Um, you know, okay. if you head to the vet and, they, you know, they mentioned the large heart, you know, you want to pay attention to that as far as there are some things in the in the um natural holistic end that can help him with that all right okay. and then you you got especially where they got heart problems you really want to make sure you keep them lean because extra weight with heart yeah. problems is not good but if you start maybe just teaching him tricks do things making him think look to you for direction and then like now if if you if you put him in his kennel when you are home does he scream about it no, she I leaves the door open. Okay, no. Right, no. Yeah. Put, you put her in the kennel and shut the door, and then you go to another room. Does she scream about it? Oh, no, she doesn't. She usually just stays in there and sleeps. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if I am downstairs and, and she knows I'm downstairs in another room, I will hear some whining. Okay, okay. And that's just kind of like, I'm here by myself. Where are you? Because I'm used to being attached to you. <laughs> and yeah, so, that, so what she you... is very feisty, um, too. There's, there's times where um, I have people over and, and she like she doesn't allow them to pet her yep. except with certain people. Yep, yep. Um, which is so insane to me because I'm like, you've known this person longer than you've known this other person and you like, the person you just met <laughs> yeah. compared to the person that, you know, known you since you're a kid. So but, I, yeah, but how I, that I, is is how they approach her. Because the last thing you want to do is pet her on the top of the head. All right? That's a dominant move, and that'll get you a bit. Okay, so then what you do yeah. is you, you pet them on the side of the face, under the chin, or in the chest or along their side. But you avoid going between the ears, down the back of the neck, and down, even though that's a very one-finger pet. <laughs> but, right. and, you know, but that, that's how the person approaches the dog is how the dog reacts. And if the minute that somebody gets there and they want to go and pet them, they most likely will not have a prayer. But if they, they just kind of hang <laughs> out and gnaw the dog, and the dog gets a chance to sniff them, then eventually that they can pet the dog and you know that's just what it is people have to learn not to go to the dog or the cat and say hey let me pet you or let me pick you up they have to just learn to just hang out and allow the animal dog or cat to come up sniff them and get comfortable with them before they react before the human actually tries to interact with them okay so think back the ones that she you know likes and accepted more than the ones she knew longer how did they interact with her Okay, did they just kind of sit back, hang out, let her just reacclimate to them, and then, but, or did they immediately, uh, or the ones that she doesn't like, do they immediately try to reach out to her into her face and space? Here, let me pet you, or let me touch you, let me pick you up. What? Uh, so that's what you've got to do is watch her. And then, but, but when you have a dog that doesn't like people, it's usually they're moving too fast and getting into their face and space too fast, and they don't have a time to warm up to them. So you got to tell people right. just hang out, just zen out. You know, eventually she'll warm up. Never bend over or reach out for the dog. The dog you can dangle your hand along the side of the chair, and she can come up and sniff it or sniff your feet. Okay, but any yeah. fast movement, she's gonna bolt like whoa. 
And you got to think, of the, like with my Ethel, you got to think of the world from their point of view. It's like major land of the giants. You know, fingers look like <laughs> Mount Rushmore. You know what I mean? You got these giant feet that they have to avoid to not get stepped on. I mean, they've got a constant field of making sure they don't get killed. <laughs> if right. you, if no, you, that's true. Yeah, because I, like with my Ethel, I thought one time if I drop a can of beer on your head, I can kill you. Okay, I'm used to having a chef or a lab or whatever. So you got to look at it from their point of view and help them address to the world. And then, like I say, I would uh, get the book Brain Teaser for Dogs by Soderman. Okay. Okay, but get her mind thinking so she's not as needy and she's got other things to think about. You can look on YouTube okay. or whatever to put in dog tricks. Teach her to say her prayers, to roll over. Okay. Give her something to do so then she's going to be tired mentally and not so needy like every time she whines, mommy picks her up and holds her and kisses her and loves her and stuff like that. You know, the best thing to do is that when she's quiet, that's when you pick her up and give her her husband what she's whining for. It. You just kind of walk away. Say, uh-uh, you got to, you know, settle down. And so when she settles yeah. out, then you, so you reward the correct behavior instead of rewarding the behavior you don't want, a.k.a. the whining or the barking. Okay? Right, right. Okay, okay. but like I said, you got to see. Thank you so much. Yeah, it all makes sense. And and I really appreciate it because I've had her since I was 15. And, wow. Um, she was my first dog ever, and I have not had any other dogs. So, um just having her is a big learning lesson. Oh, yeah. I they teach us a lot. I waiting so long, but... Yeah. Um, and, because but I had, um, and because I had such a young, uh, small dog, which everybody thought I was, you know, are you on drugs? <laughs> because I've always been a, a big dog person, and then to get one so little, 3.2 pounds, they all thought yeah. I had cracked my head. But I now I understand by living with a little munchkin, we didn't step in our house, we shuffled. Okay, because you you didn't want to take a chance of stepping up and all of a sudden you're coming down on a a leg, a tail, a paw, a head. (laughs) Right. I know. know. I know. And she is very good at maneuvering around when I am walking around the house. And everyone's like, how do you not step on her? I'm like, she just does her thing. <laughs> yep, she knows how to avoid. When you turn, they're really good at watching our body language, and they, they're really good yeah. at that. And then when they start losing their sight and their hearing, then they get a little bit more like, uh, you have to really pay better attention, because they're not so much on their game anymore, because they, you know, they can't hear okay. or they can't see right. But anyway, but if you start yeah. just building the confidence level, you know, I mean, uh, by, by teaching her something, and then not reacting to her when she whines. Like, there, there, what do you want? Don't go there. Just kind of like, settle down. Just settle, settle. Okay, and then when she's quiet, okay, then, and hi, how are you doing? What do you do? You know what I mean? So she won't, she'll learn that she doesn't whine to be, to get your attention, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you so much again. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, that's a small dog. That's, tiny. <laughs> that's a very small dog. <laughs> and 13 years, I'm proud. That's really, that's, that's good. That really, because Ethel, we think, well, when I got her, they were figuring she was seven, eight mm-hmm. years old. And so they figured I had her for nine years. So she'd be, you know, whatever in that. So, yeah, that was, you know what, that little dang dog took a so, uh, piece of my heart. Like I just, I was like, you know, I've had many, many dogs and I loved them all. Mm-hmm. But there's just certain some that just take your, same with a cat or maybe. 
maybe a, a fish. I had a goldfish that I had for 13 years. Wow. He died on Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. <laughs> and ever since I've hated Friday the 13th. 13 years old, dies on Friday the 13th. I gave him a, a legit burial <laughs> because I no flushing down no, the toilet. No, no, no. <laughs> but, that, and that, but that poor goldfish, that's like during my teen years or 20s, you know, where you're moving. <laughs> and that poor thing was, he was, this is, no, I, he was put in a pickle jar. <laughs> Cause that's all I had to move them sure. to the next, you know, to the next thing, and so and that that poor fish was thrown into so many things, and I just could not understand how he could even be living. So anyway, <clears throat> yep. Anyway, so yep. Okay, here's the other one. Okay, are the Olympic gold medals actually made of gold? Ooh. Yes, they are made of gold. No, they are they are made of plastic. No, they are made of steel. No, they're made of silver. What do you think? It has been rather enjoyable with the bumper music because I actually like it. Yeah. I'll you know, listen. otherwise you're always playing Justin Timberlake and I'm just like, oh, gay me. <laughs> so I don't know. What can you say? Okay. Here we go. Ah, are the Olympic gold medals actually made of gold? Yes, they are made of gold. No, they're made of plastic. No, they're made of uh, silver. No, they're made of uh, uh, steel. I think all of them are made of silver, and then they have little bits of like gold and bronze in them. Is that right? Ding, ding, ding. The the Olympic medals are mostly made of silver and gold. The last uh, time gold medals were made of pure gold was in 1912. And if you have ever seen athletes... Let's see who who bite their medals. Sure. <laughs> That's because they want to check and see if it's made of chocolate, since they are already sure that it isn't made of gold. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's so fun. Bite the medals. Hey, give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who's up? We've got Tammy on the line. Tammy's got a question about uh, her three year old uh, female black lab. Oh, there we go. Hey, Tammy, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Um, I can barely hear you. Ah, we can hear you great. I don't know. I don't mic. Okay, anyway, so I have a three-year-old female black lab. She's a lab and collie mix, and she's just the sweetest thing ever. I have a family farm up north. I live in the cities, but I go up to the family farm where I have two kind of big burly brothers that still live there. Okay. And she is just fearful of them. I mean, she shakes. She's very anxious. They've never done anything to her. I mean, and I, and I was listening to the previous conversation where you just you just tell the people just to sit and don't reach out, don't yep. do anything. And yep. I've told them to do that, but uh, she's literally crawled under tables to try and get away from away from them. And I just don't know what to do. Um, okay, because see, most there's a lot of dogs that are very scared of men because their voice is deeper. The, the dog feels like they're in deep doo doo, so if they lack confidence. And then plus, like I said, the big burly dudes, it's like, oh my gosh, my butt's cooked. <laughs> and so now, the, now when she's down here with you, is there guys in your life, and how does she react to that? No, but I have had, you know, men that have come in to do some work in my house. Okay, and and some they she's taken to some of them. Okay, um, and then others she just you know shies away from them, so I have to put her outside because she just. She just will sit on the couch and do nothing but shake. Okay, okay. So it, it's kind of intermittent. Okay, okay. But, I mean, she really lo- she loves all my, my sisters, my friends, my girlfriends. She loves all of them, but it's just a man thing. And so I'm assuming something happened when she was younger. Not, or is this just nah, uh, something nah, that's in her? A man could have startled her. 
you know, the deep okay. voice and the step, but that, that's entirely possible. But your job is to help her move forward so she mm-hmm. can start easy, not shut down so heavily and start to learn to tolerate and get the confidence and then eventually be able to take a petting from, you know, your brothers and stuff like that. Now, now it, when you go for a walk, what do you, does she walk next to you out and stand in front of you? How does she walk? I'm I'm working with her on you know every time we go out and walk she she loves to chase squirrels so I have to hang on to her but she will walk by me when you know when I when I'm working with her otherwise she walks a little bit ahead of me. Okay, so now um, now you using a harness, a training collar. What are you using? I just use a collar. Okay, a regular collar with a leash. Okay, where it's it's a little bit long, but I keep it close to me so she knows that if she tries to move forward, I'll. I'll pull it a little bit to get her attention. Okay, so now when she's walking next to you, are you restraining her, like holding it snug? So that's no. what's keeping her next to you? No. Okay. Um, then now, because you want the collar totally loose, I mean, where the hook of the leash is resting on the back of the dog or on the side, and then the, that her shoulder's by your left leg. That's right. what, uh, yeah, that's a polite dog walk, okay? Yep. Anytime right now, um, uh, it's when you're in the process of training, it's not a good idea that as you are walking to let the dog scan. You can stop at any time during your walk and say sniffies or check it out. And then, but then when they get done, you call them back in and now they're to walk with you as a team. So anytime you are in motion, you are a team. You are presenting because when the dog is scanning in front of you, now you become the peon and they're the leader, right? So then also that they feel that they've got whatever they uh, see ahead of them, they've got to worry about it. Is that going to hurt you since you put them into the leadership role by putting them out in front? Now they got to worry about, okay, is that dog or that guy or that what is that going to be friend or foe, friend or foe? And so that puts a lot of stress on a lot of dogs. So you're okay. better when you are moving to walk as a team and then do the, you know, like check it out thing when you stand still. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, the second thing, now when people come over to your house, okay, what what's the MO when the people come over to your house? Well, it depends on who it is. If if my daughter and her kids come, she's very excited. She waits at the door, and she's her butt's just a wiggling, waiting for them to come in. Okay. Um, she she kind of goes at them, and I've told Aaron that that's my daughter, mm-hmm. and that the kids aren't really catching on to that. But if she comes at you, you need to walk toward her to get in her space so she backs up. Right, and right. She's been doing that, and that's been working pretty well. But it's still a problem with the kids. Okay. How old now is the it? other people that come over. I've told them that, too, but whether or not they remember when they come in is a different story. So right. that's something that I will have to tell them. Right. But, see, the thing is, is that, you know, when you try to establish rules and you have people that are kind of kittywampus with it, then yeah. you know the ones that are kittywampus with it. So before they even come in the door, you're going to have her on a leash so that okay. you can control the situation, all right? That she, okay. you know, they'll tell those people to go sit down. And then, uh, you know, usually it takes, uh, oh, anywhere, every dog's different as far as 15 minutes to a half hour to 45 minutes of just, you know, getting used to the smells of the people that just came over and the sounds that when you let go of the leash, that they'll just kind of kindly walk over and say, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Now, is she soundophobic? Is there, does sound scare her? Um... Like if there's a clap, well, of, like thun, like thunder, or no, no nothing like that. No uh, trucks, cars, outside noises. Yeah, loud noises. Yes, and she'll bark. Okay, okay. Because then what we got to do is see. We got there's a book out there. It's called Rescue Your Dog from Fear. Rescue okay. Your Dog from Fear by Swagger. S W A G E R. 
All right. Okay. So there's a lot of things that you can do to build this dog's confidence so she can work with you as a team to move forward on things she's scared of. Because most of the time when a dog is scared of something, uh, people go, oh, there, there. It's okay. It's only my brother. No, he's, he's a nice guy. And that's the last thing a scared dog wants to hear. There, there. It's okay. It's like, I am scared. Who is leader here to take over this? Because I can't handle it. I am scared. <laughs> okay. And so they're looking for a leader when they're scared. Not and so uh, first of all, you tell people never to extend their arms out. But the big bigger thing, like when you went up up north, when you get out of the car, I would have her on a leash, and then don't and have your brothers don't look at her. You know, don't look at her because even looking directly at eyes can shrink her. All right. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so then let's say you're sitting outside on the deck where you just sit on the leash. You know, little, pull your chair out a little bit so the dogs, the guys can't touch her or anything okay? okay but you can still be part of the conversation and just sit on the leash about half the leash whatever leash you got and anyway so what you want and now she has to get used to the smells and the sounds again of your brothers and then uh uh then eventually when you can see she's relaxed okay now you may get off the leash and she may head for the hills she's not mm-hmm. a, not to hang around but she might you know just kind of toy and just see what happens but if you get that book rescue your dog from fear there's a lot of things that you could do to build a confidence in this dog all right, okay. and then another. There's one more thing that you can do. I guess I'm going to have to tell if you're willing to hang on, or you can hang up, and I'll mention it when I come out of break. Because there's one more thing that you want to kind of teach her to help her learn to go into people's face and space. Okay. Okay. So either okay. hang on, or I'll talk about it when we get back. I'll hang on. Ah, where are we are. What can you never trust? At, why can you never trust Adams? Why can you never trust Adams? For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. Forms.